welcome back to the Crafting Career podcast series that features conversations with professional creatives from the arts, entertainment, and media industries, where we expose our listeners to guest approaches to craft their careers and how the two can work together. I'm Derek Webster, Senior Associate Director for Creative Careers at Yale, and we're very happy to bring you today's guests, Hanoi Hantrakal, Yale College, Class of 15. Hanoi is an AI research scientist, composer, and cultural technologist from Bangkok, Thailand. He was both a music major and a physics major at Yale before receiving his MS in music technology from Georgia Tech. At Google AI, he co-authored the Breakthrough DDSP library with the Magenta team, fusing classical signal processing with modern machine learning. Hanoi has recently joined TikTok ByteDance AI Labs, where he works on creative applications of machine learning in audio and music synthesis. Throughout his various projects, he's focused on productionizing audio AI to be more inclusive of musical traditions from around the world. Cool. Thank you very much, um, Derek. Very, very excited to be here. So starting this off, uh, Hanoi, the, the career question is usually the big thing. Everyone defines it a little bit differently. I think in your background and sort of the exciting places that you, you know, find lines between, um, tell us more when I say career, what does that really mean to you? How do you, do you think yeah, about it? So I was thinking a little bit about uh, what this word, what career uh, means to me. And so I think for the for this particular conversation and, you know, thinking back uh, since 2015 when I graduated, um, my career has been centered around combining uh, STEM um, and taking, you know, like hard sciences and engineering and really combining it with music and the creative process. So my role has been focused on using technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning and signal processing. Um, and taking all the skills that I learned from, you know, my physics background uh, at Yale, but using that to develop tools to empower musicians and artists to create new music and new kinds of sounds and new kinds of compositions uh, that would never be possible before. Um, so this is, this is uh, I guess for me, this is what career what my career has been. And so when we talk about career, it's, I'm going to define my career as, you know, the 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 intersection and the coming together of these two different sides. And I think, um, yeah, so that's what career means uh, to me. Right. And, and where does that leave room then? So, so in carving out that side of the channel, um, where does that leave room for this question of craft? And I know, I know there's bleed over. I know there's, there's a lot of craft and creativity involved in the collaborative nature of what you do on that side. Um, how do you think about it, both in the ways that it does bleed over and in the, in the more personal level of individual craft? How do you think about that or define that or, or place totally. it within? So um, I think the word craft for me here. Um, really relates to, well, there's so many ways of defining craft, I think, in the context of this, because I can define craft in a very scientific process, but I can also define craft in a very artistic process. I think in the sense it would make, I think it makes a lot of sense for me to talk about craft in my own uh, musical process. And this has, uh, you know, being a musician myself, but then also developing tools for musician has been a very, very important part of the work that I do, because it's, exactly the musical experience that I have and thinking about the way that I make music or my friends make music um, that informs the kinds of technologies that I, that I build. Uh, it's, it's very, very dangerous to build technologies without knowing what the 
end person is actually going to do with it. And in this case, because I'm designing tools for musicians, actually being a musician and being a composer and, um, you know, playing musical instruments and you know, taking part in the creative process myself allows me to actually build um, more meaningful and more useful uh, technologies. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, and it, that speaks directly to um, having having the the creative mindset that is in conversation with even the the outcome of the more technolo technological mm -hmm. process. Um, so activating that and and thinking in terms of how how you can stay in that conversation, how you can stay in trend, how you can stay again on a personal level activated. Um, what what keeps you sort of coming back to the craft table, as it were, um, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a on a on a goal centered monthly basis? Yeah, what does that so look like? I think of this uh, quite a bit because I think what I think my passion for combining um, the sciences and music together really extends back to like the time that was that I was at Yale but like even before that in high school and you know what I I, I what I really love about um, the, the the work that I do is that I get to flip around between uh, the two worlds on a daily basis and I and it's actually that flipping wow. between the sciences and engineering um, to music and the arts that actually is what keeps me so excited because uh, it never gets boring essentially and I think um, you know quite and and you know when back when I was back when I was still an undergrad you know um, doing doing the double major and running between you know my my engineering classes and physics classes going up you know science hill and then like running into the music department like that really invigorated me and i guess i'm happy to say yeah. that you know my career has uh, evolved in a way that i'm able to keep that level of stimulation um into you know the the, the kind of work uh, that, that i'm doing right now i would say that if i was a pure um uh like researcher or, or scientist just working on pure sciences I, I really feel that I would not be as inspired as I am today. And I would probably also say that that's true for, for music, too. I, I think that if I was just working on, on music every day, um, I, I don't think I would be as uh, invigorated as I am today. It's, it's precisely this ability to move between the two and to have these two domains inspire one another that really keeps me you know, excited to come back uh, to work on projects. That's great. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a organic, what they seem, it seems like a bifurcation, but it actually, it sounds like there's a resonance between these two fields, which is, is helping each to sort of yeah. expand. Um, that's super exciting. Um, so maybe tell, tell me a little bit about normally we would sort of be, you know, what, what, what's inspiring you right now? What are you reading? What are you watching? That sort of thing. But maybe, you know, with this sense of the, the dual channel, maybe you could give me one example on the arts and culture side and one example on the science and technology side of, of, you know, the, the things that are, 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 are activating you in those directions right now so so recently i actually um uh got to help um organize a a panel um together and it was uh, organized by a, um, a music institute here uh princess galliani uh, institute of music here in bangkok uh thailand uh, which is where i am calling in from and what's been really exciting um to to put this panel together was it was an opportunity for me um to put together a bunch of speakers uh at the intersection of music and technology and to be able to share this with um the attendees that come from all across southeast asia as well as the asia pacific 
uh, area. Um, it's hosted by a music school, so a lot of the a lot of the attendees were you know music um, you know aspiring musicians from the region, from Singapore, from Indonesia, from Malaysia. And we also had um, faculty members uh, calling in from different uh, places, and uh, I got to put to, I got to bring together a lot of my colleagues who are, for example, you know, developing musical tools that enable you to compose in a variety of different scales and tuning systems from around the world, and building this into software and making it available for other musicians. Uh, I got to bring in some of my colleagues who you know yeah. train machine learning models to synthesize uh, artwork based on. Um, very, very old, like pre-colonial South American arts. And I also got to share some of the work that I've uh, been doing, um, which is, you know, developing uh, AI models that sort of break free from Western musical traditions, but are applicable to musical instruments from around the world, including, you know, um, Thai musical instruments that, that I grew up playing. Uh, so that was a very, very exciting moment because uh, it was an, a, a, it was a nice. platform to be able to, take not just the music and the physics together, but to bring the people that live and breathe um, this work uh, and sort of like, you know, put everyone together to be talking about this. And I, I felt like very, very excited, but also extremely proud um, and also very thankful for uh, the Music Institute for, you know, inviting me to put this panel together. Because I think it really culminates, uh, you know, everything that we've been talking about, you know, for the last like 10 yep. to 15 minutes. But puts it in a format that really tries to connect with um, connect this knowledge uh, with people in the region. That's great. And actually, I, I think that's a, a better answer than I was even digging for, you know, the com combining of, of the two aspects in, in a, that culminating, you know, sort of uh, event that also like allows you to dig into both directions, right? And even be um, you know, uh, collaborating with people um, that are doing some of the same things across the country, across the world, um, which, you know, takes us uh, one step into the direction of that question of collaboration, right? Um, we normally think, at least in the uh, sort of the artistic practice side of it as a community of practice. Um, and it, it probably, again, you probably have multiple layers and multiple thoughts about a community of practice, but what does that look like and how important is it for you? Um, and how do you foster and, and, and grow and expand that connectivity um, with others like-minded on either side of your interest? Yeah, I think community is very, very, very important. Uh, you know, at, at our core, like human beings are all social creatures. Uh, and, so, you know, this is especially relevant as we're all, you know, have been staying at home and, and limiting, you know, contact with, right. with other with other folks. Uh, and so I think community is really important. And I think that in, um, you know, the, the work that I do and, and um, the things that I'm passionate about, uh, I guess I almost have like, you know, through. there's the community that revolves around my scientific and AI practice. Um there's a community that surrounds my music practice, and there's also communities that surround me in the intersection of these two. And each of these communities have their own, like, very, very special um, kinds of interactions and kinds of inspirations that you will get. Uh, I think what's been really important is, um, especially in the sciences, but also in the intersection of sciences and music, are like conferences. Um, so there are, you know, these big uh, annual conferences that are, um, you know, that bring together practitioners and people that are really passionate about these um, together. And so that's been a very, very important, like community building um, uh, event. 
uh, for me. So I've been very, very fortunate to have been able to go to some of these conferences. So a really good example, if you're in the AI field, it would be things like um, a conference called, you know, the International Conference on Machine Learning, or uh, uh, which is like ICML. So there's a community of researchers that are there that are all connected, you know, through that um, portal. Uh, in the music and science side, there is a conference called like Izmir, um, which is the International Society on Music Information Retrieval, um, which is actually coming up uh, in November, and I'm actually one of uh, one of the co-organizers of that conference. Oh, and great! Then, yeah. And then on the music side, um, a lot of my friends from Yale are now, you know, professional musicians doing extremely well, and uh, you know the. Ha like being connected and being surrounded with those people um, has been very, very important to keeping me, you know, motivated and inspired to to keep uh, making and writing music. And also, I've been very fortunate that I've also been able to live with musicians. Actually, all, like since 2011, starting at Yale. So, my right. my 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 sweet mates at Yale were all uh, musicians, and um, were, were you know a mix of where we we formed we had a band called the Sweet Spot. Uh, ah, good days. And then when I went to grad school, uh, shout out to the I, Sweet Spot. <laughs> shout out to the Sweet Spot. Yes. Um, and uh, when I, when I went to grad school. I also lived in a house composed of people in my program. So I was sharing a house with these other music technologists, you know, and we would have like jam sessions and then like write code and then go back right. to having a jam session. So that was really inspiring. And then when I, when I um, moved to SF, uh, I also lived with a professional harpist and a professional trumpet player. Uh, and so I feel like, you know, all these experiences in the communities um, have, have, you know, had a very, very profound effect on keeping me artistically and creatively inspired. That's great. Yeah. And, and those are n nice examples because they're actually touching on very different territory, right? One is something like a conference, which draws people from everywhere, right? Mm. From all different uh, uh, regions and locales. Like, like, um, and the other side is making sure that your own personal geography, like, is somehow tied in, whether it's with a suite mate or mm. just in a, in a particular city, a, a particular area, you know, where you can go down to the coffee shop and, and you know, uh, uh, rub elbows with other people who are doing similar things. Um, yeah, both of those are extremely helpful. Um, okay, so... This is normally when we turn back towards the the more difficult C, the career questions. Um, so uh, let's let's walk that path a little bit, right? Could you could you recall a little bit about what what you you've defined your career in an interesting way, right? And it's a very collaborative, and it's definitely like you know sort of mixed media in in, in a lot of ways. Um, so when you think about your career that way, though, how did it start? Like, what were the fun, some of the first steps and decisions? You talked a little bit about you know the split between your majors at Yale and where the, that sort of might, might have started you down that path. But how about the first couple steps after Yale? What did that look like? And how did it keep you sort of the momentum going towards this end? Mm -hmm. So I think I was very, very fortunate to, to have um, really incredible mentors throughout, uh, th throughout sort of my, my development um, and, you know, academic uh, career. And I think that uh What's what's really interesting about this is I feel like um, when I when I graduated from Yale, my my thoughts about like what I would be doing in the future are very very different to what I'm actually doing now. To really put things in perspective, when I was when I was an undergrad, the job that I have right now actually like didn't exist back then. So like right. even if I could right. travel back in time to 
sophomore year Hanoi and said, like, look, like, in the future, there's going to be, like, an opportunity to combine, like, AI with music, and this is going to be, like, a really big thing, and, like, you know, tech companies are going to be, like, all over this, and, and you know, you'll, this is what you'll be working on. I'd probably scratch my head and, and like, not understand what that could even entail. And so um, when I, and, yeah, so that just goes to show how, like, fast things are changing. And I, I use that example yeah. because when I was, when I was uh, an undergrad, I actually thought my career would be closer to something like, you know, designing like loudspeakers or like des designing um, like headphones or something like that. Because I was a physics like major. sound engineering, yeah, yeah, and and like acoustics, uh, you know, like designing you know recording studio gear and, and things like that. Because when I was a physics major and um, you know doing it with music, you know, th those those were the stuff that I was building in the the CEID. Like I was building you know speakers and, and musical instruments in the CEID. So right. I knew that you know there would be places like Bose. Uh, and there would be places like Sennheiser or there'd be places, um, companies like that, that I knew that I could work uh, on these things at. But at the same time, um, you know, my professors uh, at the time uh, were also, you know, um, pointing me in the direction, too, of like graduate school. And there are like music technology programs um, you know, across Europe and in the United States where I can continue working on the intersection of music and science but at graduate levels up to like the PhD and a postdoc. So I was actually going down uh, quite heavily on the PhD route. Like I, I was, I, I was very, very on track to doing a PhD and never, ever thought that I would be doing um, a, that I would actually be going into industry, but like lo and behold, now here I am like working in industry and really, really uh, enjoying, um, enjoying it. And I think it's just, you know, the, these changes really came like very very quickly um so you know i i graduated from yale i actually took a gap year came back home worked on my projects uh at home here in thailand went back to graduate school at georgia tech in atlanta did a two-year master's program discovered this that there was like this thing called ai and machine learning and people were applying it to music and then kind of saying like that's really cool like i really want to do that and then just kind right. of like reorienting myself and then, you know, it was very fortunate that, um, you know, I got into a residency program at Google and had really great mentors there, worked on this, realized that I, you know, really, really enjoyed it. And then, you know, and then TikTok, which is like, you know, no one knew about TikTok uh, up until I would say like the last year or two, especially in the U.S., you know, they, they're like, hey, we have like a music, uh, you know, an, a, a music intelligence team. And I was like, whoa, that is so cool. Like, I want to work <laughs> on that too. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I guess the picture that I'm trying to paint is that it really, um, it changes very, very quickly. Um, and I think it's, a, you know, it's a testament to how fast, you know, things are changing in, in today's age. Um, so what I wanted to do as an undergrad, you know, eight years ago was very, very, very different to what I wanted to do four years ago, which was very different to what I wanted to do two years ago. It's very, actually like right. very different to what, I, to what I'm doing right now. Right. Which suggests such a fluidity. Um, and I wonder if you had a, 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 an immediate thought on what, what has allowed you to stay <laughs> adaptable and open um, as you've seen these evolutions and these, you know, kind of stacking evolutions. Yeah, you know, it's it's a really great question because um, I'll be very frank that when I when I graduated from when I graduated, I actually really asked 
I, I, I had this kind of like, I feel like every student goes through this like, identity crisis where they kind of go like, what am I going to do with what I graduated with? And do I actually like this? Um, right. And, and I, I asked myself, like, what am I going to do with like a like a physics and, and um, a, a music degree, but beyond some of these little pockets of opportunities that, that I had identified? I think what's really important um, about um, being able to navigate these changes is to, um, I think, really comes down to two things. Number one, having a very, very good sense of what makes you happy um, and, and being true to that. Uh, so I guess in my case, I knew that I am happiest and most invigorated when I'm in an environment where I can do both um, the sciences and, and music. So, so that was something that I knew that I needed and that essentially right. is, is something I could not compromise on, essentially. I, this is something that, that, that was really important to me. Um, and then the second thing is to... I think it's really important to be aware of changes in your industry and to be reading up on um, what is going on in the world that you are a part of. Uh, because um, I was not aware of machine learning and artificial intelligence and its applications to music when I was at Yale. That, that wasn't a thing yet. I only realized mm. that after I graduated. Um, and it's kind of, you know... Through that keeping in touch of, you know, these new technologies that were popping up, I, I sort of saw an opportunity where it's like, wait, this could actually be a really awesome niche uh, for me. And then sort of made this pivot to, to be more specialized into that region. But I think it came it comes from just a lot of uh, reading and a lot of um, uh, being in touch with, with you know, these, these changes that are going on uh, in the industry. Yeah, that's really helpful. Um following trend, following the trades, following the publications, those sorts of things. I think it gets overlooked, I think, oftentimes, particularly on an undergraduate level, because um, that's something you will eventually build towards. But you can you can jumpstart the process even at a young age to 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 plug into those things and where. Um I wonder if you had, you know, because there's something there's something both exciting but hard to tie down about if we if we were to say what the industry that you're in, right? Um, it, it it feels like it 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 touches on multiple industries. Um, so maybe if you had you know either a personal story or and 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 whether it be warning or inspiring, um, a, sort of an anecdote that might help us to better understand what your kind of daily engagement looks like and 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 you know help us better understand what the the, the environment is. Yeah, of course. So so I would say that um, although the picture that I've painted has been this kind of 50-50 kind of world, I would say that my day-to-day -day is closer to the science and engineering side um, than it is to the to the, to the the music side. So on, mm -hmm. a, on a daily basis, I'm actually doing like AI research. Uh, so I am coding, writing code, I am reading academic papers, I am figuring out ways of making breakthroughs in you know how we use AI to make music. I'm publishing papers. Um, I'm thinking of like new ways of um, designing interfaces so that people can use these technologies you know in product um, that, that you know that the company has, uh, for example. Uh, so I would say that yeah. yeah. So my day to day is actually closer to you know uh, uh, you know someone that's researching you know how to make like I don't know like a better security systems or, so, or something, you know, it's more, it's definitely more on the, on the technical side. Um, yeah. What's interesting is I think during the, the, the pandemic, uh, I've actually been using this, this opportunity, this, all this extra time, you know, that is not spent commuting and all this evening time that I have to, to work, you know, more on my 
pure music and you know yeah, i'm doing yeah. i'm doing quotation marks like pure music <laughs> composition uh in the evenings which has been which has been really fun uh but that that's i would that's uh that's something that you know happens sort of like after after i do all the researchy uh, stuff right which yeah i i mean the, the, as as um as unique as it might be in, in terms of like the, the depth of like the science and technology field involved in your process, I actually think that part is quite common. Almost every, you know, uh, uh, creative, like usually has to sort of broker this, <laughs> the dynamics mm. between what am I doing that's, that's in some ways paying the bills and keeping me moving forward in a career professional level. And then, and then where does my practice fit in? So, you know, I, I, it, it might actually still fall into a fairly, you know, um, a regular model um, that mm -hmm. could be compared to a lot of other people. Mm. Um, the, uh, so maybe, maybe we can slip into uh, tail into for this, this first part of our conversation, maybe we can slip into sort of the, the practical and advice side. So a couple extra questions here. Um, if you could only provide one piece of advice to start someone else along this path, and I know you mentioned, you know, it, the advice would be tough, right? It's like reaching back to oneself. You can't exactly say like, hey, you, that this is what it's going to look like five years from now. But maybe more of that mainline sort of like the, the anchor that held you in place and allowed you to sort of find your way within the sea. Like, um, what kind of advice would you give someone who might have the same leanings or the beginnings of the same thoughts that they might better prepare themselves for what will happen as they move forward? Yeah. So I think, uh, and this has actually changed quite a bit. Uh, I think if you had this interview with me, maybe three years ago, I might've gave a different answer to now. Um, wow. Uh, so I think I think like if I gave this answer three years ago, I might be doing something like, you know, know, know what you enjoy and you don't want to compromise on. But I think now what I would say is uh, I think one word that really sums it up is sustainability um, and sustainability from from many, many different factors, creative sustainability, meaning that what you're doing, if, if you're going to go in like a purely creative route or a purely artistic route, um, it, it needs to be, it needs to be sustainable over like 10 years, for example. And the way that you're thinking about how to do it has to be uh, sustain sustainable over that period of time. So yeah, sustainability in the creative sense means that sustainability in a more traditional career sense, like let's say you're going into, um, computer science or consulting sustainability also applies there because it is not a sustainable career if you burn out in two to three years or you're working, you know, extremely late nights. Um, and by the third year of working in, you know, X, Y, Z job, um, which is a career, uh, right. you feel extremely burnt out and you don't want to touch this again and you, you go home and you're feeling extremely burnt out, which is a story that I see way too often, I think, with, yeah. with recent grads. Um, that is also and a not that is also not a sustainable um, choice either. Um, and uh, what's been I think I think the reason that uh, I guess you know what what's been really I've been very fortunate is that the combination of music technology is is actually quite a sustainable um, uh, intersection uh, in, in in that sense in that there are roles for example out there that combine the the two together that you know at, at the 
job that I'm at, I get to work on technology that's like related to, to music. And, and you mentioned that um, from other interviews, you know, who are artists, they also have, you know, there's this um, kind of balancing act between what they're doing during the day and what they're doing in their craft. Um, sometimes these are related, sometimes they, they, uh, they are not related. Um, right. And it's just the, the, the reality of, of, you know, the, the markets and demand and, and, and supply. Yep. Um, so I, I, I guess I've been very, very lucky and very fortunate that the combination of music technology is actually a combination that goes very, very well together in that sense. Right. And that it has enabled me to find like a sustainable way of being like to, to, be, to basically have that creative sustainability where I, I can keep working on the things that, that I'm really excited about from a musical and artistic perspective, but also from like the more career sustainability. Like this is something that I really, really enjoy. And, you know, I'm not going to be burnt out within like a, a year or two. So, yeah. So if I had to summarize it in one word, um, sustainability and um, think about sustainability in its broadest uh in, in its broadest sense, it's it's not just financial uh, sustainability. It's mental state, mental health sustainability. It is creative sustainability. Um, in that definition, right? Too. So, so allowing yourself to play the long game, but also factoring the nuances of that game, right? That it's yeah. not, it's not just this one thing. It's the many different facets of one's life. That's 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 extremely extremely. Um, well, well thought of, um, a well-defined way of, of, of looking at that. Um, maybe actually in that same vein, could you let us in on a bit of your introspection? Um, as you look back and think, you know, through the last, you know, uh, X number of years, um, do you have an example of a decision or a mistake, um, or, you know, something that you would have done different, um, had you, had you been able to reach back and have that conversation with self? Oh, oh yeah. So, so, so I think, um, what's, what's interesting, what's interesting there is, you know, when I, when, um, like when I was in, uh, when, when I was an undergrad, like I really, really wanted to get into like a particular PhD program, for example. But then when like that didn't happen, it actually put me out on a completely different track, uh, to, to what I'm doing right now. So if there's actually something that I could go back and, and say to like my, my younger self when, you know, it, is that like, it's, I feel like a lot of these things happen for a reason. And right. at that moment, it's very, very hard um, because you're so focused on trying to achieve um, right. something um, that uh, it can seem like it's the end of the world. And I remember someone saying this to me when like, I didn't get the job offer that I wanted when I didn't get the PhD. So I can imagine a bunch of listeners being right now and being like, yeah, Hanoi, like whatever. Um, but I really think that, you know, to answer this question, where it's like, if there's, if you can go back to a particular moment, like I would actually go back to that moment where I got, you know, the, the responses on like the PhD programs. And I was really, really like, I, I was very sad and just say like, dude, it's, it's cool, man. Like, you know, I, I know I know you're really down right now, but trust me in like the grand scheme in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, just just, you know, be in the moment, be sad and then just like just like move on. And then I would also go to this other moment, too, where I really like wanted this particular particular job. And I like I didn't get it. And I was like absolutely devastated. And I would go to that moment, too. And I said, like, hey, man, that's exactly like that other time you got over with like, you know, PhD and things like that. Um, and I would just take just, just to, just to let Hanoi, you know, Hanoi know that it's, it's like, it's okay, man. Yeah. It's, it's like totally okay. Don't beat yourself up is, is what I, is what I would tell myself. I think that's probably the most productive message you could give yourself. So that, that's great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, 
So uh, anything on the horizon, um, anything that, you know, is exciting you right now in your projects or in what comes around the corner for you? Yeah. What can you tell us about that? Yeah. So uh, I guess I've I'm the, the things that the things that I'm really excited about, I guess, are more on like the personal projects <laughs> that, 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 that I'm working on. Um, so I feel like uh, now I have a lot more time and sustainability to actually work on my own creative projects and to bring a lot of the things like a lot of the technologies that I've been developing and actually sit down and write music uh, with it. Whereas before I was so focused on just writing the technology, but not really making art with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so those are, so I've been using this time during quarantine to actually take my music and my creative side a lot more seriously. Um, and to, yeah, so, you know, some of my first music singles will be coming out. First ones actually come out on October 8th. Um, nice. and what's been really great is I've been able to collaborate actually with, um, local, uh, musicians and artists and designers here, uh, in the region. Um, one, one, one constant battle that I had to be think that I was thinking about, um, during and after Yale is that a lot of the things that I was very passionate about are careers that kind of only exist in the Western world. So right. if you want to be working on like music and physics and thinking about this, like mixed media stuff, most of those opportunities actually exist in the West, but not so much in Southeast Asia, right. for example. And, um, what's been really, really fun about, uh, what's happened recently is that that's changing, for example. So, you know, I'm now in the process of like moving, uh, to, to Shanghai to, to work on music AI, but also I've been able to connect with some really incredible folks from Southeast Asia, nice. um, that work, uh, on it, like in this mixed media format and actually being able to have time to work on my own artistic projects has been the catalyst for me, um, to, to actually, you know, meet like the new generation of like you know, Thai kids, you know, there's this group called like typeface that I've been working with. Um, and I, I would have never knew that they existed, uh, had it not been for these personal projects. So it's been really, really exciting to be able to connect, um, this passion with other folks who are on the same frequency, but not just on the same frequency, but are like located in the same, you know, geographical locations, um, as, as I am. So that's something that I'm really, really excited about, you know, in the, in the near future. Yeah. I mean, and what, what a great energy too, because that seems to have the potential that where your personal practice and interest might even end up charging ideas and thoughts and influences that can come back to the technology side. And, um, so, you know, for, 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 uh, our next talk, probably we, maybe we'll dive a little bit more in that direction. Cause I think there's some super exciting stuff that we can sort of unpack, uh, down that route. Um, this has been such a great introduction. It's been so helpful and the, the advice and, and the insights and, and the navigation of, of some pretty complicated, you know, um, directions that you've been able to, you know, walk your way so far. So, um, Hanoi, thank you so much for taking the time with us and, and making yourself available. Um, and, you know, I hope it's been a good experience for you. Yeah, thank you very much. This is uh, this has been really, really exciting. I'm very happy to, to be here and to share some of my thoughts and experiences. Okay, so we'll be coming back around. And, and until next time, don't be afraid to use the word career, but always stay crafty. Mm -hmm.